up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on into the Cougar Tracks podcast. I'm your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, for KSLSports.com. It's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode of the week, the edition with BYU football captain and star defensive end Tyler Batty. Back in studio as it's meant to be. Last week was via Zoom because I was in Kansas City. So it's good to be back in studio with you, Tyler. Yeah, great to be back. Thanks for having me. And it's good to come off a win. The vibes are so much better after a victory. We'll break down that Texas Tech win and get ready for BYU and Texas. It just felt like talking to you last week on Zoom and, to, and hearing the commentary from players and coaches, it just felt like there was a, a good week building up to that Texas Tech game, and it played itself out with that big win. Yeah, absolutely, there was. Um, it was a really good week of practice. Uh, guys were flying around, um, and yeah, it did, did show up on Saturday night. You had a nice game. Nine tackles, forced fumble. What do you feel like worked for, for you in the defense as at large against Texas Tech? Again, I think we played a lot of, with the exception of like two or three plays, you know, we played a lot of assignment sound football, um, which was huge, right? Uh, being able to stop their run, again, for the most part, um, being good in, in three-step and, and in those long shots, um, guys were just making plays because they were, you know, in the position to do so, seeing what they were supposed to be seeing, and and uh, yeah, it was a really fun night. You guys feasted on the, the true freshman strong at quarterback made things tough on him the entire evening. Uh, that had to have been a point of emphasis, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't we didn't anticipate their offense changing too much um, with a different quarterback in there, and and honestly, it didn't. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think uh, I think yeah, we just we just did what we had planned to do all week, and and again, uh, we came away with some good results. It's got to feel good to be part of a defense that is making you know big plays. I mean, I'm sure there's still areas where. Jay Hill's probably like, guys, we've got to get better at third down. I'm sure that you have a, lo- a long list of things that you could yeah. go over that you're like, we left this, we left this. But it just feels like you guys seize the moments to capture the momentum and, and get some big takeaways. And five takeaways on the night, that had to feel good. Yeah, five, and I think it should have been eight. I think we had like three Probably. dropped picks. Yeah. So, um, again, there were again there was those are some of the plays right that we left there out there on the field. Um, I, I do agree. You know, I think we we played better. Uh, definitely took some took some lessons away from TCU and applied them for for Texas Tech. But there's definitely plenty to be learned this week. Um, you know, watching the film from Texas Tech and saying, all right, you know, here's the stuff that we need to do better and then of course this week focusing on that and and doing doing it how sweet was that moment getting that tackle on punt team that was a bone crushing <laughs> tackle where your eyes just lit up like i got a shot it's it's happening right here yeah yeah honestly uh that's pretty much how it went down um again just running down the field and and uh honestly you know texas tech they they were doing a good job holding us up um a lot of holding yeah. us up <laughs> You know, and they were, they were, you know, they're, they were sticky, man. They were, they were all over us. And, uh, and so they were, they were kind of jamming all of our gunners and, you know, um, making it really tough to tackle their returners. And so it's not very often that I get an opportunity to get down there and make a play on the ball. Most of the time, the play has already been made by the time I get down there. But, uh, yeah, as I, as I came across, I saw him cut and run up the sideline and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I was, I, you got that, yeah, that, that little giddy look and <laughs> the way we went. So it was fun. Refresh my memory. Were you on punt team last year? 
Yeah, I've you been were... on punt every year. Okay. Yeah, since 2020. Oh, wow. I, I, for some reason, I, I remember the Notre Dame game last year. For some reason, you're on punt team, but it's been your whole career then. Yeah, yeah. What? Starting Ray Shield for four years. Okay, I I don't know why. Maybe 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 it's because too. I sometimes forget the punt team because 2020 there was not much usage for for Ryan and the punt the team. Truth. And 2021 same. A little bit. It's been happening a little more this year. And and, and uh, obviously, probably would like to see that uh, go down. I'm sure. But hey, yeah. it's it's nice too to have a great punter like Ryan Rico. I said it after Saturday. I feel like we got to have a conversation that he's the greatest punter in BYU history. That guy can flip the field on a moment's notice. I I would I would agree. I would agree 150 percent from the time. So me and Ryan, we got home off our missions um, about the same time, right? Uh, summer of 2019, and so for the next six months, we just worked out together. I caught balls for him. You know, then we roomed together, and yep. so then I just you know, it, it's funny because. Um, it's just like me and Ryan just spent a ton of time together during COVID. You know, he was around. We spent a ton of time working out during COVID. And so I've shagged a lot of balls for Ryan. <laughs> but just from the get-go, I was just like, holy cow. This dude, I mean, he's getting home off his mission, and he's rocketing 70-yard punts. And I was just like, yeah, he's going to be good. Yeah, and he, he's been great. He's been outstanding. He's, he's got an NFL leg, that's for sure. Is, is his brother the same way, Landon? Yeah, Landon's got a leg as well. So he's going to be a good one, too, in the future. I, I, I think so. Well, that's good to know. Uh, you know, you, you bring up that Texas Tech got a little sticky. I, I do got to put a close on, on the uh, spitting situation. Everything been good on that front? There's been no threats after the game? No, no. Texas Tech fans treating you with no. some respect on socials? Yeah, haven't haven't had any haven't had any issues. Um and again, I, I don't pay an excessive amount of attention <laughs> I, I to social media. I feel bad bringing that up because uh, you avoid it, so that's smart. Yeah, no, I, I really, I, you know, try not to try not to get in my head too much. So I really don't spend too much time on the on the internets, the web. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, had no issues. Had no issues since since the game with it. So yeah, let me let me ask you though, did it just take everything in your power to like hold back? Because I my th- feeling was I would have been. I've been swinging. <laughs> I would have been ready to fight right there. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's a spit. I mean, it's just a tough situation. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. You just, just go, gross. like, hey, did that happen? Yeah, no, and that and that really was my reaction at first. It was just like, I mean, yeah. four years, this, this is year four of college football. I've never had that happen. <laughs> right. I've never had that happen. And so I was just like, whoa. It was crazy, too, because I looked up, just kind of, you know, searched, Texas Tech spit. I I did put that in Google. I don't know. I, I was just kind of curious. <laughs> Lane Kiffin accused Texas Tech of that last year. I, I looked up, but so I mean, look. I don't know if that's a thing that's happened in games, but uh, clearly it, it happened. And uh, um, you know, that was just it, it was just a, a strange deal that, that uh, it went down. But hopefully, hopefully that uh, <laughs> they don't have any more yeah, of that experience no, we're all, we're going all good. forward. Yeah. And, you know, going forward, too, we talked about Ryan, how he's got, I think, an NFL leg, and I think he's got a future in the pros. After a big game like that for yourself, does that – do you feel like you get um, – or not feel, but do you get NFL feedback from scouts? Because I always see scouts at practices all the time uh, down on campus. Do they talk to you, or is there, like, a middleman that kind of – from BYU that says, hey, like, this is kind of the buzz we're hearing. Does, does that enter your thoughts at all, the NFL and things like that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, 
you know, we have a we have an NIL liaison or excuse me, an NFL liaison, um, Justin Anderson, and so he kind of he kind of manages that. Um, I've spoke with a few a, a few scouts, but again, it's just been in passing, right? They yeah. don't really they don't really say hey, you know, they don't, they don't really come talk to. Is it kind of the like players. a brief Q and A or what, not? What? Not even really. They just they just kind of show up, take their notes, and, mm. and bounce. And so yeah. you know, I'll, I'll say what's up to them, and you know, shake their hand, whatnot, and. Um, and so, but it doesn't, doesn't extend much past that. Um, yeah, any, any of the feedback or whatnot you get, uh, is, is from your NFL liaison. He's, he, he's the one that has his ear to the ground and talks to the scouts and says, Hey, you know, which guys you here for and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. And some of the buzz that you've heard from coach Anderson is that some of these teams have gone out to, to see you in particular. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Um, had, Yeah. That's that's pretty much what what he said is you know a couple of them have asked so um, again I just try to I really just try to take it game by sure. game just try to you know what ha- what happens happens but uh, just try to try to play the best week in week out week out and just uh, keep improving but you know it's of course that you know that's that's the goal and so would love to you know see that happen when the time's right well that's what I was going to ask too is just to kind of make that clear that is your goal because sometimes. I mean, I remember a few years ago, and everyone's got their own deal, but there's been players in the past that have rolled through BYU and they get their college degree and they're like, I just move on, maybe, uh, and then not yeah. go on with football. But for you, that you want to be in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I, I, w- I would love to be. That's, you know, that's been the dream. Um, that's been the dream for me since day one. Uh, since I was a little kid, it was like, I love football, I want to play football. Once I, become a, once I became aware of professional football, you know, that was like, all right. That's, you know, that's what I want to do someday. And so, yeah, for me, that's definitely a goal I'm chasing. NFL is a big stage, and there's a big stage that awaits you this Saturday in Austin. Texas Longhorns, massive stadium. Could be only the third time in BYU's history they could be playing in front of a crowd of more than 100,000 fans. Your thoughts on playing the Longhorns, number seven team in the country, and the opportunity that awaits you guys? Super excited. Super, super excited. Um it's Texas, you know, it's Texas. Um, and so, yeah, just super excited to go down there and play them. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that, you know, everyone kind of grows up watching, even if you're not a Texas fan, like, sure. you know, they're, they've been that brand in college football for long enough. And so, um, and, you know, I think, you know, BYU has, we have a phenomenal brand in football as well, not to, you know, downplay, downplay our brand whatsoever. Um, but, you know, yeah. Uh, just really excited. Again, that's a massive stadium. I've never played, you know, in front of that many people. And just I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think it's going to be a really competitive game, um, especially since we won't really get to see much of them as they're leaving the conference. What's the biggest stadium that you've played in? Is it Lavelle Edwards or? Arkansas. Or, oh, Arkansas, yes. Yeah. That was the big. It, Coliseum was big, but it was kind of a small crowd in 2021. Yeah. That was That one holds 80. But, yeah, Arkansas then. That was the biggest crowd. Yeah, it's gonna outdo that one. It's gonna yeah. be probably one hundred thousand. How do you? What do you think of that? I mean, just six figures of fans. One hundred thousand people are gonna pack in and watch you guys play. I think it's gonna be awesome, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be packed. I, I expect you know, I expect it to be packed. We expect it to be loud, um, but I think it's gonna be a ton of fun. It's gonna kick off at one thirty, and Texas expected to have a new quarterback, uh, Quinn Ewers. He's week to week. You guys are becoming season vets when it comes to <laughs> handling backup quarterbacks with this week though they've kind of left the window open or door open a bit at texas about arch manning's getting some first team reps 
Maybe it's a play of gamesmanship. I don't know. But do you guys have to kind of dig into all of those quarterbacks to kind of know what's happening with Murphy, Arch Manning, and to a far lesser degree, Quinn Ewers? Yeah, I, again, I think, uh, I think Murphy, he stepped in, you know, during their game versus yeah. Rice. Um, you know, he's kind of the quarterback, you know, we're, we're anticipating seeing. Um, again, I think, I think their offense, I don't think it will change much. Whatever quarterback they do play, again, I think they have a, a good offensive identity. Um, you know, I think to, I think they stick to what they're good at. Um, and so I don't think, um, a change at quarterback will drastically change their offense. And so, you know, of course we're, 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 we're preparing, um, for both, you know, for whoever may, you know, start. Um, but, uh, you know, I think overall, I think their, their offense is going to be pretty similar no matter who uh, steps into that role. One of the strengths of Texas this year has been their depth on the offensive line. I remember coming into the season, Sarkeesian said that they felt like they, go three deep. They've, they've got a lot of bodies to put at people. They feel like that's been the heart of their team. Your thoughts on the challenge of facing that Texas O-line that, you know, when we talk about NFL, they, they've got some NFL prospects there. Yeah, again, excited. Excited to go to go play, uh, you know, that level of competition. I think we have um, a bunch of dudes that are up to the task and a bunch of dudes that are stoked to be able to go and 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 compete, right? And so, um I, I think I think they do have a really good offense, you know, as as they've shown throughout the season, um, and so I think it's going to be again a good challenge for our defense to, you know, kind of prove you know who who we are as a defense and that you know we um, can compete. Jay Hill said that John Nelson might not play. He says he's unlikely to play this week, which is a big blow. John's uh, had some good games this year, but your feelings on how the D line being the leader of the group how it's coming along at heading into game eight and just where you feel like this defensive line is at and where you guys are looking to improve heading into this game. Yeah, I think we've improved a lot throughout the season. I, I would say our play, I think our play has consistently gotten better um, as the games have went on. And that's something that we're just going to continue to try to do uh, week by week, right? Um, is just make sure we're stuffing the run and then uh, make sure we're getting after the passer, you know, which we I think we still have some strides to make there. Um, getting after the passer and affecting quarterbacks, uh, when the time comes. Was that a little bit, I don't know want to say discouraging, because you, you got to win. I don't think you guys are ever going to focus on individual stats and, and things like that, but was that a little frustrating in the Texas Tech game to come away with no sacks on, on Tech? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 150%. You know, those we have goals that, you know, we make beforehand, and, and we want to achieve those goals. And so um, I, I, w- I would say we definitely didn't meet those goals as a D, uh, as a D end room or as a D tackle room. Um you know, versus Texas Tech. And so, uh, that again, that's something that, that we want to do, right? We want to have more production, you know, on the D-line, and uh, especially when it comes to passing downs, right? We want to get after that quarterback. In the past, with the previous regime, there wasn't necessarily a set grading regime. At least that was what, you know, Tuiaki would, would tell me about, you know, just kind of size up plays. I'm sure it maybe it would have been different internally. Does Jay Hill and Kelly Papinga, do they have a certain – way they grade you guys uh, after games and or maybe season to date if if they do any any insight into that yeah absolutely um they definitely give us feedback right uh you know and so as as dns right we uh we look at just right alignment assignment technique you know and, and then your effort on the play right um you know were you aligned correctly did you do your assignment and if so was your technique good and did you get 
appro- appropriate ep- effort, you mm-hmm. know, on that play. Um, you know, and I think I think that's a really good, you know, way of going about it. It's not, you know, just uh, a yes or no, um, you know, you did it or you didn't do it, but breaking it down a little bit more, I think it helps uh, the players, right, you know, as a player, being able to take that feedback and say, okay, you know, this – there's something that if there's something that's showing up repetitively, okay, this is something that I need to fix, right? You know, this maybe is a little glaring or, you know, yeah, this is showing up over and over and over again. It needs to be taken care of. And, and I, I really like, you know, that feedback, um, you know, on each, on each play that we take just so we can improve. Right. Um, I'm a personally, and this is, you know, this is just me. Uh, it bothers my wife sometimes. Because <laughs> I'm just like, all right, if there's a problem, let's find it, let's fix it, boom, and be done with it. Um, and, and you know, sometimes she's just like, that's too too forward, you know, um, you know, for her. She's just like, just just listen to me first, right? Uh, and, and so, um, shout out, babe. <laughs> Love you. Learned a lot from you. Um, but uh, but that's, that's my per- personality is just, you know, hey, I see something that needs to be fixed or it's shown to me, it's brought to my knowledge, you know, this needs to be taken care of, you know, okay, boom, I'm in attack mode. I'm going after it. And so for me personally, I really like that type of feedback because I feel like it helps me get better as a player. What's Kelly and or coach Papinga and coach Hill pushing you to, to really accomplish in this last stretch of the season? Just to play at a high level. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that's, you know, individually for all 11 guys on the field and then, you know, as, as everyone, again, plays at a high level, respectively, we will play at a really high level as a defense, right? Um, and so it's, you know, I, I think we we have a good defense. Yeah. Uh, and, I again, I think we're, we have been improving week by week, um, and that's just something that we have to continue to do, you know, for the rest of the season. And I, and so it's, it's tricky because I definitely don't think that uh, we've played to our potential. Um, but I think we're getting closer to that, and and that's exciting for me. I think you're right because the defense. I was talking about this over the weekend on on radio and and shows. I just feel like this defense creates a lot more havoc, a lot more chaos, and and there's the impact is clearly there. I, I think the improvements are there. I think some sometimes people are getting far too caught up in the stats because you'd sit, look at some ratings or or some uh, statistical rankings, and there still might be some low spots, but it does feel like the impact is happening, especially in turnover margin. You guys are third nationally in turnover margin. And that's a, I mean, that's a great testament to the improvement that this defense has made. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would totally agree. And that's, you know, you know, maybe there's some other categories that we don't rank quite as high. Third down. Is speaking. that, is that something, an area of focus? I mean, yeah, I think, I think this last game, I think they were nine for 18 yeah. on third down. Um, so that's 50%. Uh, it's not, terrible right it's not like they were converting 70 80 90 percent of the third downs but it's also nowhere we're nowhere near where we want to be right um ideally we don't give up any third downs and we get off the field and make them punt all game like we did versus sam houston um but you know from from this past game at least you know 50 percent not not the best, not the worst, but it's not where we want to be, and so that's something that we definitely have to improve on. I want to ask you a kind of a off the beaten path question, Tyler. It's a big topic in college football right now. I asked, also asked Jay Hill about it too earlier today. We're recording this on a Tuesday. It's college football is sign stealing. It's a big thing with Jim Harbaugh <laughs> in Michigan. Have have you guys ever got like a 
wind of, or felt like during your time where coaches maybe felt like, you know, this team feels like they might know something. I, I know that the Utah Tech game had some intel with, uh, <laughs> we'll put that out there. I mean, but that, that, would, that one was kind of well documented. But has there ever been that feeling where it's like, man, it, it feels like they they might know something or, or it feels like science stealing just, maybe that's just what's going on in college football. You know, I uh, actually, right before before I came over, I, I got a notification from ESPN um, on, uh, you know, Coach Prime. Yeah, uh, Co- Coach Sanders. What what he said about it essentially was like, well, they still have to stop it. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> that's that's honestly kind of where I'm at. I, you know, for me, you know, just you know, if I had a defensive philosophy, you know, if I were coordinating a defense, you know, I would personally, I would say, you know, what I don't care if they know what we're going to do, as long as we execute it, right? Yeah. As long as we execute it, it doesn't really matter, right? Because if they know what we're going to do and we still do it, it doesn't matter, right? Now, if we don't do it, you know, if, if, they're, if they're able to, you know, figure out what we're doing and or know, they know the plays we're running and, um, you know, are able to exploit it, okay. But, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I've never personally felt like we've had an issue with it while I've been here. Like, yeah. oh, this offense is stealing our calls and they know what we're <laughs> So am I over-exaggerating the Utah Tech thing? Because there was just a connection there on the staff. Again, I... There were theories out there. That's the rumors. See, bitch, I was not even aware of these rumors. (laughs) So you're bringing them to my knowledge right now. Um, Honestly, I had no clue. Okay. So, you know, if they did, they did. But again, at the end of the day, we we ended up winning that game. And, you know, maybe it wasn't as pretty as we wanted it to be. But um, how about was that a thing against Baylor? When you guys played them in 2021 and 2022, maybe the offensive side, or did you guys feel like you knew what they were doing because of Grimes, the knowledge you had there, or is that just I still got to No, I think that was just more the coaches knew each other and knew. I mean, when you've been displaced for only a year, yeah, coaches, coaches tend to have the things they like to do, right? Yeah, and so it's it's less of oh, like they they knew our play. It's like all right, we know, you know, Grimes knew what type of defense we like to run, and we knew what type of offense he liked to run, right? And yeah. so at the end of the day, it's not just like, oh, stealing signals. It's just like, well, we know that as a coordinator, he is prone to certain things, right? He likes to do certain things, and yeah. vice versa, right? The way you, the way Elisa coordinated the defense before, again, prone, had certain habits, whatever, et cetera, that they, you know, were able to count on. And so... um, yeah, as for the whole science stealing thing, I'm 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 kind of like meh. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. steal signals, whatever. Yeah, Just come come steal our signals. We'll still we'll still beat you. <laughs> the, you wonder too. Should we get to a point? It was I think it was Nebraska's Matt Rule who said this uh, to earlier this week. How he he feels it's strange that high school there's technology on the sidelines. NFL, there's technology on the sidelines, but college, there's nothing. It's just basically these pictures and signs and all these, you know, colorful hats. <laughs> there's no yeah. technology. Should we just get to a point in college football where you got mic'd up helmets, you've got the equipment, you got the, you know, tablets on the screen to kind of size it up? I mean, maybe maybe that's the direction things got to go. Yeah, you know, I, and honestly, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I think it just, I mean, if we if we want to see the performance at the highest level, right? If we want to see teams and athletes perform at the highest level, 
at whatever stage, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL, I I say why not, right? Yeah. I would love to be able to, you know, if we had a if we had a blown coverage or a missed, you know, if someone wasn't in a gap or, you know, if I missed my assignment, et cetera, whatever, I would love to be able to come off the sideline, someone pull it up on a tablet and show us, and then we're like, okay, boom, that makes sense. That way, you know, it just, we can kind of put it to bed instead of like, you know, someone calling down from the box, hey, we think this is what happened, um, yada, yeah. yada, yada, and then we kind of try to theorize and sum it up and figure it out right there having a tablet on the sideline to be able to go back and and watch you know i feel like a lot of times when you're watching nfl you see the quarterbacks do it right they come out of a drive they sit down they're going through the plays or whatever um yeah i think that would be awesome that'd be a nice luxury i hope i hope eventually that comes in college football because just feels like it makes sense college basketball has it why not college football it'd be really nice change i think for the sport going forward but big game again this saturday against texas you know and I know you tune out outside noise. We've, we've covered that. But with the the outside world, I think you guys, even if you're not keeping abreast of what's going on on the outside, expectations are going to be low for you guys coming in this game. Texas is number seven. They're this and that. They're viewed as this, you know, uh, the, the you know one of the best teams in the country. Do you guys just almost go in there and feel like, you know, just play loose. Just we got yeah. everything to gain and yeah, just, just play your, your best and see what happens. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's, you know, that's where we want to be right. Come Saturday is just, Hey, let's just go kind of like we did this past Saturday. Hey, let's just go play football. Let's just go play football, do everything we can enjoy it and see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. BYU in Texas. This is going to be a good game. And Get the opportunity to you know be a be a spoiler in this Big Twelve race, and also get yourself back into the championship race. A lot of on the line for BYU and Texas. Kickoff is at one thirty. Day game thing going to be put to rest. We're going to put it to rest. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I firmly believe so. Well, I, I know, but there's nothing to it. The day thing, the I, night thing. <laughs> I know I'm bringing it up yeah, again, I, but is there anything to it, Tyler? I I don't think so. I really, I really yeah. don't. I really don't. I know. I, I know. Last time we talked, it was like I mentioned. You know, there may be some other factors, and you know, I think I think that weighs more than just you know it being night or day or whatever. So I guess we'll find People out. People are Saturday. convinced you're you're vampires. That's what why you football is the vampire team. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, we will find out, and it'll be BYU in Texas. I would assume one last time as. First time as conference foes, one last time, maybe ever, on the football field. So it's a huge opportunity for you guys. Have fun, Tyler. Enjoy. It's going to be a lot of fun being down there in Austin and looking forward to a fun game. Thanks, Mitch. All right. That's Tyler Batty, as always, here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. Subscribe to the show. Leave a five-star rating and review, and we'll be back next week to recap the Texas game and preview West Virginia. Man, these Big 12 trips are a lot of fun. So we'll talk to you next week here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. Powered by KSL Sports.